Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with the knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandot, Choctaw, and Chitty Macha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. We are, we're working on it. (laughs) What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi G, coming to you from the black lands of the Kumeyaay down here in San Diego, California. And with me, as always, is the one and only the Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. It's Allison. No yeah, last name. I want to be like Cher. Oh. Ooh, ooh. No, coming to you hot and ready like a little Caesar's pizza from ooh. Narragansett lands here in the Pivda, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah, walk in the club, be like, yeah, this ain't delivery. What do you want? Cheese on your tombstone. What's good? <laughs> That's, a, uh, That's a rep for everyone who loves tombstone pizza. Get at me. <laughs> we have a special guest in the house today. Go ahead and introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns, and what you do. My name is Ari Kozik, PhD. I yeah, um, yeah. My pronouns are she, her. I am a scientist, microbiologist. I currently work at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, yeah. what are you studying at that school? Yeah, so I do research. My research area is the respiratory microbiome. So I'm super fascinated by the microorganisms that live on mm-hmm. us and in us and how they help us either stay healthy or what can happen when they go crazy and we have diseases we have the sniffles <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool that like when you think about like microbes how like they serve an evolutionary function inside of our bodies or we have like sort of this co- co-evolved like symbiosis with them but then also when they either get out of hand in population inside your body or when there's not enough of them how much it wrecks things or when you know when new ones are introduced how much that can change things it's pretty interesting to me But for those of us who don't know what a microbe is or a microbiome, what do those two terms mean? So microorganisms are things like bacteria, viruses, fungi, parasites. So organisms that are alive but are small enough that you can't see them without technological assistance. (laughs) So yeah, and a microbiome is the collection of those kinds of organisms and all of their genes that inhabit a particular environment. So I mean, lots of different environments have microbiomes, like there's microbiome of the ocean, of dogs, cats, humans. Um, (laughs) I was about to say, do we have them in like our stomach and mouth? Yeah. So like all of your body surfaces and all of your body compartments, there are microbes associated everywhere. It's really, it's really crazy to think about. So I remember reading, and I don't know if this was like on a verified source or not, but I read that the microbes or the microbiome of people who have pets tends to be similar to their pets' microbiomes, in at least in some regard. Uh, is there any like truth or veracity to that? 
in your opinion or yeah so your microbiome is really heavily influenced by your environment around you and that includes like everything like the house you live in or i mean apartment the building materials whether or not you live in an urban area or a rural area, like all those things impact your microbiome. And when it comes to animals, like that's 100% true because you, it's kind of gross to think about. I also heard from a little bird that you're into crafting. What kind of crafting are you into? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm very much a creative, which I guess offsets, maybe not offsets the scientists. I think it's complimentary, but I really love to paint and I dabble in clay very poorly, but dabble. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it's hard. Nonetheless, I really like to, you know, make things. I also like to make crafts you can eat, which is, you know, Mm. baking. So all kinds of like really complicated recipes or kinds of things like that. It makes me, it brings me joy. That crafts you can eat. Yeah. 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 But you have, I was like, you have a history with food systems, right? All right. Sort of. I mean, it's something that I've been interested in and I think it definitely evolved from, you know, having those conversations with um, my family about, you know, like the food we eat and how that works here and how their tradition of, you know, farming and things um, down south before they moved, how important that was for us and the way that we eat and like the importance of that culturally in black communities. And I've been interested in that for a while. And When I was in college, actually, I started to kind of explore that a little bit about in other cultures. And that's how I ended up in Hawaii in the middle of January. (gasps) Ooh, that sounds like a story. It's story time. In college, between the fall semester and the spring semester, we had the entire month of January to kind of do something kind of different, which I thought was really uh, cool. And so some people didn't do anything and they just like use it as a break. Then they also was the, everyone had the option to take these like really special novelty classes that run for the entire month. And a lot of them had travel components. So like some of my friends went to Indonesia to study something or to China to do something. And so there's these, they're like mini study abroad for the whole month. And so when it was, when I decided to take it to take an actual trip in 2011, so it was almost it's like 12 years ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, it's crazy yeah, how that sneaks up on you, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So it was like 12 years ago. I decided to take this class called Hawaiian Farms and Food Systems, and I was really intrigued by that the concept because the syllabus was like, you know, we're gonna go to Hawaii, which I mean, we wouldn't want to do that but especially in the middle of a Michigan winter. So, (laughs) uh, but the purpose of us going was like, you know, we're not going to experience Hawaii from a tourist lens. We're going to experience it from a more local food systems lens, farming lens, like really try to get down into understanding the history of the place and how colonization has had an impact on their economy and all these other really important things about their culture there, which I thought was just like really fascinating. And I didn't know anything really about Hawaii. My parents had been there on their honeymoon or something. So that that was the extent of my relationship with it. And so I was like, cool, we're going to Hawaii. (laughs) So we can do that. But I did not know what I was in for though, because 
really important caveat about me is I am an incredibly risk averse person. Like I am <laughs> very like calculated and strategic. I want to like understand what we're doing, what time we're going to be there, who Who's all's going to be there, what time we're leaving, <laughs> how we're getting from point A to point B, what are the uh-huh. snacks exactly. So I'm very like try to like do 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 like have things all organized, planned. Like don't come at me with like surprise plot twists or things like that I don't no no thank you and so but also I think part of this is part of one of the things what it means to like have been a child for during September 11th because I developed like a really bad fear of airplanes after like watching that happen when I was in elementary school and so I was just like no I'm I'm good on the airplanes and so I was like how are we gonna get to Hawaii we have to fly there naturally and so I had to, I mean, it was bad. I had to, like, have specific counseling sessions, like, just to, like, prep myself to be able to, like, make that flight. You know what? For real? Like, yeah. I'm bad respect for yeah. you to, you know, to get that handled, though. I, I really respect that. That's tough. Yeah. It was good, though, because it was through that that I was able to, like, figure out, like, where the anxiety, like, started from and know, like, okay, that's, like, a really reasonable thing to be afraid of. If mm-hmm. that's, like your first expo like your first experience with airplanes was watching that happen and so like oh, of yeah. course it makes sense that that would be an issue it's not a super long flight but like more than half of it is over the ocean and so you're just like flying and it's just water underneath you and i was okay <laughs> it's gonna be okay but uh, yeah so we get there and it was a really crazy eye-opening experience for me i learned so much we we went to several different islands and we stayed in not the vacation-y like spots like on the coast and it was one of the things that really striking to me was just like the difference between like who it seemed like the island was for there was like so much like of the really good beaches that were like taken up by private like hotel property yeah and a lot of the really nice housing are for like people who are not yeah like vacation homes and rentals and i'm sure the rental problem has gotten worse over the past like decades so we just we learned a lot about all of those things and going to these farms and both big farms but then also like local farms or smaller organic farms it was a really great experience but interwoven with the all the learning there was also times where we would just go learn about you know the history of Hawaii and do do like some fun stuff too and so my the I think the most impactful day that I had on that trip was um I think it almost it was either yesterday today or tomorrow 12 years ago like now that like we're recording this that this happened because I went back and like was right I was went back and was looking at the pictures and I was like ooh, this is like sometime this week that we're talking about this again okay (laughs) we went to this place called the place of refuge national park and it is really beautiful there but the history of this place is that before colonization when the land was you know the home for indigenous people and they had like their chiefs and societies and things um the place of refuge was this location that if you committed a crime and you were able to make it to this place, your life would be spared. And it was also a place, right, it's really intense. And also when there were like battles or wars or things, 
the women and the children would go to that place and be guarded during that place. And it was close to where the chiefs lived. And so it's like overall just like a really sacred, really important place. So it's a national park there now. And a lot of it was destroyed during colonization and annexation. But there are some of the original things that are there. So it's really beautiful. There's like a bay there with like some beaches. And so you can snorkel while you're there. And Mm -hmm. so after we like went through and did the tour and like learned about everything, our instructor for the course was like, okay, we're going to like go, you have, we're going to go like do some snorkeling. And I was like, who's going to do snorkeling? Because (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that would require that I put my body in this, in this, this, this water. And (laughs) did you bust out one of those? Who is we? (laughs) (laughs) There is no I in we. So I just, but it was a relatively small group. So I think there was like 10 of us, maybe. So like, it was like, if we, if someone, if we were going to do a thing, like everyone's doing the thing because right, it wasn't right. a group that was like big enough to be like, okay, y'all go do this. And then the other half of us go do this. So of course everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, but it was mainly because I was just like terrified of like being in the ocean. I had never been to the ocean before and I had never been in an ocean before. And so that was just very, I mean, I could swim. But my dad almost drowned when he was a kid. And so, like, growing up, he was always like, the water will take you. You think it's fine. And then all of a sudden, no, I just went under. And so he was just like, what? Dad. <laughs> the water will take you and carry you that away from said, My beers are now yours. Yes, 100%. He, that was some, yes, intergenerational, yes. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. my dad and snakes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? So I'm we just. I had to get that out or else I was going to like church laugh for a while. <laughs> Go. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm like, we're on vacation. Like, I was the kid in the pool with a strap tied around me and the floaties so that he Whoa. would not let me go so i was not going under that water regardless and said not so, this time water right thanks dad correct so of course so then all of that in my mind i'm like in, in this ocean i was like okay i am on the other side of the world it was what it felt like like yeah, up here yeah. so but they were like you know everyone's like oh no it'll be fine it's gonna be fine i'm like okay so we get our little snorkel mask thingies together and I put it on and I'm, I wear glasses. I'm wearing glasses now. And so problem number one, I was like, okay, I got to take these glasses off to put this <laughs> oh, like oh, mask thing on. No, I did not. And so I was like, okay, I can't really see like super far away, but okay, we got to put these on. So I already, already felt like kind of disoriented, but I put the, the things on and everyone just kind of jumped in and I jump in the water and I immediately panic like my heart is beating like really 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 fast I'm like my ears are like really muffled I'm just like I'm in the water I'm in the water oh my god I'm in the water and so I'm like okay it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine I'm trying to like talk myself back down and so then you're supposed to like put your face in and so I put my face in and I don't know what I expected to see under there but like I was very surprised by the fact that it wasn't like Lake Michigan where what you see is sand and someone's Coca-Cola mm-hmm. bottle and like uh, like this was like perfectly like really clear water and I put my face in there and there's a reef and there are these like really brightly colored fish 
and just it was like visually overwhelming and so then I panic more and I like forget to breathe so I'm like not breathing even though I (laughs) even though I had this snorkel mask on but it was like my body like I just couldn't like let my breath so I had to actually like get up and I was like okay I'm out like that's enough (laughs) and so I go back I go back no so I go back to the rocks because a lot of the beaches in Hawaii they're not like nice sandy beaches there's like a lot of rock sometimes very Mm -hmm. sharp volcanic rock so Mm -hmm. we i go over to like the rocks to try to get out of the water and i'm like coughing and gasping and like i'm having a whole moment people are like are you okay are you okay and i'm like (laughs) i don't like it's just like water oh no um so i so i just like sit me away I bet Spirit of the Incense was sitting on that rock like, mm. what Yeah, say? that's 100% what I say okay. <laughs> And so I'm like trying to get out. So I finally like managed to get myself up out and I'm just like sitting, like trying to collect myself. And so after a little while, I'm like, okay, everyone else is like, oh my gosh, like it's so great. Like look at all these things. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they're, right, they're like diving like mermaids. Right, like, right. And I'm just... <laughs> And so I, I'm like, okay, we're going to try it again. So I jump back in the water and the water is also there's the wind isn't super strong but it's like enough for you to notice like oh there's like wind and so the water is like kind of choppy also okay and like kind of like it's not stable so like it's like you know there's like waves not like surf waves but like enough to like toss you around a little bit so like i get in and I try to go back to like where i was and then this like wave comes in and like throws me back onto the water. So, like, you see Moana. <laughs> when she, like, exactly wanders in the water. And the, and the wave, like, kind of picks her up and is like, nah, you go back over here. That's, <laughs> like, what it felt like. What'd you say? Yeah. It calls so, me over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, it was, it was, yeah. And so I, it actually, I actually got... Was like hit and like I hit my back on like one of the rocks and like got like a scratch and I was like okay this is really and so I'm like I sit there for like a little bit longer and so like now I'm like kind of irritated so like okay like we're gonna do this it's gonna be fine so I try to get back in the water this time there's like water in my nose piece so I go in take a breath water goes up my nose and then I realize that ocean water is salty right because it's not fresh water. And so then I'm just like, wait, why does it taste like this? Oh my God. So it's yeah, like this another whole moment. I was just really struggling. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Like we're done. Like this, I'm not doing this today. No, thank you. So I go back out and I decide to wait for the everyone else to be done. And I was like, I don't know like why I tried that and like why I was like fighting the waves. Like the ocean like obviously did not want me to be in it. So like that's that. But then the group decided they wanted to go see the Captain Cook Monument, which is in a different bay. It's in Kealakekua Bay, um, which is sort of nearby. And so this bay is like a mile wide and it has like the ocean is in front of you. Behind you are these very high like cliffs that is like at the one end of the bay. And then to 
one side you have the Captain Cook monument. So there's like the monument on one side and there's like this nice little beach on the other side. So everyone wants to go see the monument. But there's only two ways to get there. So you, from the parking lot, you can either kayak across the Mildwide Bay. Nice. Or a bicycle. <laughs> you can hike over the cliffs, which is like three miles like around. That would like take some time. And okay. so, mind you, everyone's like, oh, well, three miles versus one mile. Like, clearly, we'll just kayak. And I was not in a kayak. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. So, I, my first instinct was like, okay, we're hiking, right? Everyone's like, mm, no. Like, we'll just take a kayak. It'll be fine. And I was like, oh, God. Back in this water, I go. <laughs> so, I am out here trying to negotiate for my life because they really want me to get in this kayak and kayak across this bay after I just got thrown out the ocean. And I'm just like, I feel like the Pacific Ocean said no. And if I, if I, it's just going to say no again, right? So, it's um, going to say, you're welcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the first time we had to do snorkeling, we had to sign a waiver. Okay. That was basically like, if you should happen to die or get injured, that's your bad. And there's like nothing that we can really do about that. And so the other thing that you need to know about me, risk averse, water, no thank you. I read the terms and conditions. So, of course, I'm, like, reading <laughs> this paper, and I'm just like, this is not great for me to read right now at this moment. So I just feel like I just signed away. It's like, my parents can't even be mad because I I signed this paper <laughs> if something happens to me. And so when we get to the place where we have to, like, rent the kayaks, I have to sign another waiver that says, you know, if you should happen to drown or get got by a shark, or something I mean I mean oh well so yeah. I was like okay, here we the go the kayak company said wow that's crazy <laughs> next customer right next <laughs> so all like while we're like bringing like the kayaks I'm just like imagining every possible like nightmare scenario I was like I'm gonna get in this thing there's a hole in it just fill up with water boom or oh my god there's gonna be a the Loch Ness monster is here and is going to just come up and boom and so we get in this kayak. Thankfully, one of my friends that was like on this trip like offered to get a double kayak. So she would be in it with me. So I wasn't at least like just out there stuck. Yeah, that's a good so friend. So I was right like, there. okay, okay. She's like, oh, like I've been kayaking multiple times. Like it's gonna be okay. I'm like, okay, okay. So we get in this kayak and it was. I was like, I'm sitting, like, I just couldn't stop thinking about anything other than, like, I'm sitting in a piece of plastic on the Pacific Ocean. I am sitting on a piece of plastic in the Pacific Ocean. And so we are going, and I'm like, okay, we and we have to, like, row. So she's, like, showing me how to, like, you have to, you know, row, like, do it coordinated. So, like, you can't be, like, going to the left, and then I'm going to the other side, because otherwise we're, we're not going nowhere. So we were trying to, like, coordinate and so I'm just like looking and the, the water is like really beautiful. It's like crystal blue and it was a really sunny day out and everything was like glittery and sparkly. And so like all of that, like on the outside, like it looked really great. Like on the inside, I'm just like paddling and screaming. Like, oh my God, we got to get, we got to get across. We got to get across. And, and so we finally make it across the bay I'm like, 
oh my god, there's land. I'm like throwing myself on the, <laughs> on the beach. Like we made it. And we get out and like we see this monument and it's just like a white like Hitler thing. And I'm just like, mm. <sighs> explorers. Okay. And then we feel like, okay, so now that we're here, this part of the bay is a little bit different because of the way that like the land is structured. So it's a little bit better for snorkeling because it's not like super choppy. There's like some sort of like protection from like the really crazy waves that tried to throw me out last time. So everyone's like, oh, like we still have like our snorkeling gear in this little bag. So you should totally come on and like do this again. And I'm like, okay. So I get in the water. And this time it's like a lot calmer and I'm able to, you know, stand up and like the whole time while I'm like really worried still because of like drowning or swallowing salt water or stepping on black sea urchins was the other thing that the hit warned us about. Like, you know, if you see them under there, don't pick them up because they can sting and like all the other things. And so I'm like, okay, make sure I don't step on anything. But like, I finally figure out how to like get my face in the water, breathe properly and I can just like chill. And so, like, in that moment, I'm like, okay. And there's, like, coral reefs and, like, all these really cool fish and all these really cool plants. And it's just, like, amazing because it's, like, a whole different world under there. It was just really, like, I feel like, you know, like, my mind, like, expanded. Like, yeah. Like, (laughs) and I was like, okay. Like, it's like, this is cool. Like, this must be why these people do these things for this adrenaline rush or something. But like, I finally, like things happened the way they were supposed to. But it was a really, really cool moment because I also was like really proud of myself because I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm out here. Like I'm out here and it's okay. And I'm like, I'm not drowning, we figured it out. (laughs) And look at these fish. Dog, that's dope. All right, so after you guys like snorkeled, where did you go after that? So after we snorkeled, we have to like get back to the car. At this point, I, have had enough. I have done. I have done the things. I have grown. I have pushed myself. I have went outside the box, and the circle, and the triangle. Like I've, I've had enough. So I'm like, okay, like we have to go now. The sun is like getting farther down, like in the sky, which is also like super beautiful. If you like look out on the ocean and like you can just see the sun like kind of come down and disappear under the water is like what it looks That's like. A dream. So. We were like, okay, it's time to go. So, unfortunately, the car is on the other side of the bay because, you know, we have kayaked <laughs> around. Yep. I'm and... so stressed. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> and the instructor is like, well, like, I could, like, I could walk and, like, drive back around the other side. That's but if I do that, like, that's, that's a three-mile walk. Yeah. And, like, how long is that going to take? And we're just, like, out here in this water. She and, you know, like, be, I don't know why this is. <laughs> Be there in 30 minutes. Put some pep in your set. I'm sorry. Professor. I'm sorry. That's exactly with me. I'm so sorry. Man, that man better be Dr. Scholes. He better be moving. All right. I don't know what it is about being in water, also, that makes you so hungry. Yeah. But like at some point, I don't know if it just like empties out your stomach or you're just like burning a lot yep. of energy like while you're like in there. So like everyone's like hungry, starting to get hangry. And I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta. It's time. It's time. So we're like, okay, the fastest way out of here is just like get back in these kayaks, go back to the other side, we'll figure it out. And so even though like all the muscles in my body were like, you have got to be kidding. Just like, okay, we got to get in here. So we get back in the kayak and we are about halfway across. And then like to my 
right, I hear this like gushing sound. It's like a, I don't even know, like a like a vent, like a steam vent. It's like what it sounds like. And so, yes, like that. And so I'm just like, what is that? And now the me that was like, just really focused on like growing, getting to the other side. My heart starts beating again. I'm just like, oh God, here it is. This is the moment. Something's happening. It's coming to get me. What is happening? And so we like look over and we see like the water like spraying up. And then after that, there's like a fin that like pokes through the water. And I was like, I was like, is that, is that, is that wildlife? I think it's wildlife, Yo, guys. That's big and so wildlife. no, it's like there. So right there is like a whale, like not super close to me, but like not far away like, either. Are we talking like, like 20 I, yards, like 30 yards, kind of? Well, I'm really bad at estimating okay, distance. I don't know. Like <laughs> if I had like... Yards, <laughs> what part of the world did you see? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> But I mean, it was close enough that I could hear when it like came up for air. Uh, so, um, and then I could tell that it was like, it was like a large, large yeah. thing. And I remembered like hearing earlier that week, they're like, oh yeah, like the whales like come into the bay to like have their calves during the winter time. And so I'm just like, oh my God, it's like, it's here, there, there it is. So and just never in my life have I felt so small. Yeah. Like ever. And yeah so it was like really 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 crazy but really amazing and so after i like realized what's happening i'm just like oh my gosh like that's so amazing but also let's get out of this water yeah. it's like time, time <laughs> to get it get it yeah so i like at that point we were like okay we just gotta go and i was like what if like what if she's like mad like i know like this is where you're here you're here to, like have your baby and i'm just all up in your crib i'm the literal crib i'm so sorry <laughs> like, let, me get on, let me get out of here I went on and married a fish, not like my husband. He really, really would just be in water all yes. the time if he could. Yes. And yes. so yes. he's all about it. And I'm just like, oh, please, like life jacket strap. Like I get it. Like, we're, and he's like, no, just chill, kick and chill, yeah. kick and chill. It'll be fine. So yeah, we like made it back and I was so glad to be back on land in on a couch <laughs> and I don't even remember the rest of that day yep. because it was just so yep. fully yeah. terrestrial yep. and mm-hmm. horizontal <laughs> okay now what's like one lesson that you think you took from that experience what's like one thing in your mind that stuck out <laughs> oh uh, ask about the plans before you leave. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but I respect that. That's smart. I think it's probably just an affirmation that, like, I can do hard things. And that, like, being, like, doing, like, nature things like that can be something that I can enjoy, too. Yeah. And I think there's, I mean, especially because of, you know, like, the water and, like, the swimming issue. Like, there's, like, a lot of fear around doing things outside yeah yeah for a lot of reasons and sometimes i mean you get the police called on you if you're outside so like i mean there's a lot of like for good reasons sometimes but like it was a really really big first step for me to kind of like reclaim being able to enjoy doing things outside and so like now like my 
kid now, he like loves being outside and like running around. He's like my little nature person. It's like looking under rocks and being up in trees and doing stuff like that. (laughs) Whereas I was just really not that way. So it's been like really cool to like watch him enjoy that in a way that I've had to kind of slowly learn to. Yeah. And also just having that be so different from the experience of the people that I went on the trip with like they were like hikers runners like swimmers like 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 people that were like super into that yeah and i am surfing and like all the other things and i was just i am in my house reading a book that's what we're doing so yeah i just love that regardless of the like skill set or whatever Uh it was it wasn't like it was like for me like observing your story it's more than i can do hard things it's like why not yeah yeah because you didn't necessarily know fully what the trip entailed. We were like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that's the needed thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like the spirit. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. All right. I can do that. kind of ring in my mind as well is that like, you know, everyone's fears are their own, you know, like my fears don't have to be someone else's, you know, in terms of like your father and yourself. But at the same time, we can still learn from them. You know, like your, your dad did teach you a way of, caution around the water which is a which can be really valuable and life-saving and important and also in a way it kind of heightens you to that experience that you're having you know like there's there's an acuteness to it that you experience that someone else in your group may not have had you know yeah and i think like culturally also there's just something about like learning to like respect like nature for like the force that it is you know like water is powerful and wind is powerful and fire is powerful and all these other animals you know they're also powerful in their own way and so it is kind of having a healthy respect for those things that I think is important that maybe he he was trying to convey but just kind of he got all caught up yeah. He was that, not wrong. Yeah. The ocean right. will carry you away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. Nature gives a lot of gifts, and injuries and death can be one of them. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's that time again for shout-outs. So, Ari, uh, who would you like to give some sh-sh-sh-shout-outs to? So, I am going to shout-out Black and Microbiology, Ooh. which is also now known as the Black Microbiologist Found, uh, Association which I co-founded with my friend, Dr. Kashana Taylor. We started Black and Micro in 2020 in the fall after, you know, being microbiologists in a pandemic that was killing black and brown people. And science was standing around going, hmm, what, what's going on? What's going on? And people were like panicking and no one knew what was happening. And, you know, my mom was calling. She's like, I was talking to Sister so-and-so from down to the church and she was like heard about the virus and didn't know like can you talk to her can you like tell her and so there was just so much of like that and like seeking information and seeking reassurance and trying to understand what was happening and we were like you know what where can the black community go to find out information about microbiology like it's kind of like super important and after watching Black Birders Week and Black and Chem and Black and mm-hmm. Genetics and like all the other things. We're like, we definitely need a Black and Micro, so we should do that. Yep. And then like six weeks later, we did that. So that's how you work that. That's swift, swift justice. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind. It was really crazy, but we had a really solid group of 
like 35-ish volunteers that really just like helped us come together and plan this like super amazing like week completely online with people that they hadn't met before. And it was just really, really powerful. And after we, you know, had that, we were like, you know what, like we can't let this community go because like this is something that it filled a a space that we didn't even realize like fully how much like we needed that like personally and professionally and And socially so yeah and socially right and so now like we are an official nonprofit. congrats with our papers that's dope Thanks. Yes. And oh, that's we a new tax bracket. Yeah. Yes. Exempt. <laughs> <laughs> so we are trying to do the good work and encourage people to recognize the contributions of Black people in microbiology, but in science more broadly, and also just make it easier for other Black curious folk to study what makes them excited yes. because this shouldn't be something we have to fight so hard yes. for. So, yeah. Excellent. Shout out to them. Shout out to y'all. That's awesome. The work you're doing. Absolutely beautiful. So thank you for, uh, audience, if you're listening, check out Black and Micro. If you are a Black microbiologist of any kind and any work, get involved. Check them out. See what you can do. Uh, Throw them some money. Uh-huh. That's They're right. They're yes. accepting donations. Yes. Yes. We have lots of things we would love to do. We need to hire staff. Like, you need help. Because, like, these emails. That's right. Ooh. That's right. So check them out. Yeah. So thanks again for being on the program, Dr. Ariangela Kozik. Uh, this has been amazing. Your story was awesome. We loved having you on the program. And to close out the show, I got a short joke for the both of you. So these two whales walk into a bar. One whale goes up to the bartender and says, I'm so angry right now. And the bartender just looks at him kind of blankly. And the second wheel goes, sorry, he's had a lot to drink. We'll have two beers. Get out. <laughs> Actually, let, let the way carry you home. The We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Lewis's. Show theme by Spencer Sen, show graphics by Khalif Gillette, and lead editing by Patrick Emeribe. If you like this episode, take a moment and hook us up with a five-star rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to monetarily support the podcast, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash weoutherepod. This is how we generate funding, and it's a great way to help us out in a very material way. Our tiers start at $2 a month, and with that, you get access to bonus content, you get the chance to ask our guest questions, and starting this last month, you'll get access to exclusive merch for $5 and up. Now, you can follow us on Twitter at WeOutHerePod and on Instagram at TheWeOutHerePod. If you're a black, brown, or indigenous person in science or nature and you have a funny, notable, or regular-ass experience in the world, hit us up on social media or on our email at weoutherepod at gmail.com. We hope the black delegation had a top-tier black history month, so we just want to wish you guys the best and get outside. about like what would your lullaby be if you sang a little lullaby to a new cat
That's what it'd be like. That was so beautiful. <laughs> hey, your child know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>